one, go. Hello, everyone. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the most must listen to podcast in the world and on iTunes Jesus. and in the galaxy. What's bigger, iTunes or the universe? Pretty sure iTunes is Okay. Right? Welcome to Film Frauds. You are so loud. <laughs> Speaking right now is one half your hosting team, Matthew Martella. And in front of me, as always, is the turbulent Tyler Clardy. Say hi to everyone, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> <this is> stupid. <laughs> I was listening to our last podcast episode. Number four. I, uh, I was listening to the unnamed last podcast <laughs> that I don't know which number it is podcast. And I was like, my intro, I was like, hey, hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome to Film Frauds. It was very monotone. And I wanted to um, spice it up a little spice bit it up. by yelling to, and hurting uh, my ears. Posing. Yeah. So, Tyler, we just came back from blank vacation and we saw <laughs> blank movies this blank month. Tyler, <laughs> I'm so glad we're in the year 2000 blank. <laughs> we'll fill it in later. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to say real quick, I was thinking about uh, our friend Alex yeah. sent our, our thing for potential like thumbnail for he our sent podcast it blank amount of days ago <laughs> it kind of makes us th- look like we're a furry podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna say hey, what no, it is Alpha chipmunks is better than furries <laughs> okay, let's, let's have you seen those. the movies yes have you seen? I, I don't know if they're better first one is <laughs> so this well, went off the rails immediately <laughs> but i was looking at it and it's really good our friend alex did a really great job but I was thinking about it. I'm like, people are going to think we're a furry movie podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll embrace it. Yeah. So our fursonas. <laughs> Why do I know fursonas? that? Fursonas? What? That, that's what they're called. Why do you know that? Because I know it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when I called you a furry in the last episode? <laughs> Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was right when I called you. <laughs> All right. So Not back. really like closeted furry <laughs> anymore. <laughs> what, movies did, uh, what movies did you see? And then we'll talk about a movie okay. that we both well, saw. Just like last week's episode. Two weeks ago's episode, or how many weeks ago episode it was, um, I saw a movie that you haven't seen, and it's different from, you know, previous weeks when you've only seen the movies. Yeah, I like um, this. So I saw, I saw Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Okay. Talk about that first because I saw that um, further away. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an anthology movie directed by the Coen Brothers, who only made one bad movie, that being. It's a bad movie. Tom Hanks movie that I can't think of right now. What the hell are you talking about? It was like it was just really bad. Is it Philadelphia? Philadelphia's not directed by the Coen Brothers. I don't know what. And Philadelphia's like an Oscar-winning movie. Is it? I've never seen Philadelphia. Yeah. So okay, so we saw. I saw Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a Western movie, and it's six smaller movies all inside one that all kind of you know revolve around a theme, um, and which which is basically that the West was a really terrible place to live in. Um, so without spoilers. Without spoilers, of course. Um, a serious man? Is that what it no. is? No. Um, it's like early 2000s, I think. Uh, Lady Killers. Yes, Lady Killers. Terrible movie. Um, this movie is, is pretty excellent, though, unlike Lady Killers. Um, some of the movies, because it's six movies altogether, some of the movies are better than other movies. I think most of the movies are really good. Only like two kind of were just kind of meh to me. Um, they're still very well done, just didn't have, like, the long-lasting impact or, like, even immediate impact that some of the the, the four, that the ones that I loved had for me. Mm-hmm. Um, each one kind of has different, like, relatively different feel to it. Like, one's kind of musical, 
one, two, like a couple of them are pretty depressing. One's kind of like a more action classic Western. Um, and one's like more of like a dialogue based, just like people in a room talking. So each one, each short movie kind of has a different feel. Um, um, all the performances, there's a lot of really famous actors in it, like there's Liam Neeson, James Franco, <laughs> um, Brendan Gleeson. Um, those are the big names. Um, they're all very good. How's James Franco? James Franco's really hit or miss in a lot of his movies. Like he's like he's not in the movie that much. Is he just kind of like one anthology story? Yeah, he's one anthology story, and he's fine. Okay. You know? He's not he's not the best actor in the world, but he does a decent job. Okay. Um, again, it's hard to talk about without spoiling it because like I was I'll just say this that when I saw it I was like oh I really like that but I saw it probably about a week ago mm-hmm. a little less a little less than a week ago from today, um, and it's really stuck with me. Um, I've listened to the soundtrack um, throughout my days because um, it's very good, very classic Western, um, kind of musical-ish. Um, and I've been rewatching some of the some of the movies, and like I'm I'm like noticing like different elements that are like going across all the movies. Like, oh, this character was in this thing, but he's also in that movie as like an older version of himself. Oh, that's cool. Like, so it's cool things like that. Um, again, difficult to talk about without going into spoilers. Um, some good, some good. Um, I'm a pretty big Western fan. I, I will say for myself, I'm playing Red Dead Two right now. Um, yeah, just like everyone else. Um, um, it's not like spaghetti western. It's not like it's not particularly gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not like a whole lot of sh- like shootouts. It's not like a like a big like. So not like kind of like True Grit or something. Yeah, not really like True Grit. Um, it's it's slower. It takes different elements of the West, which is what I really appreciated. Um, like, there's kind of, like, Midwestern stuff. There's, like, all the way out in California, Gold Rush elements. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, like, the more, like, Oregon Trail. Just all these different, okay. like, some, some like, are, like, the winter, like, up north, like, Minnesota area. Um, just a lot of different elements of the West. Um, and very great atmosphere. The only real problem I had with it is that the Coen Brothers are known for having really good violence in movies, like in um, Fargo yeah. and in um, No Country for Old violence Men. Violence is realistic. It's- yes. There's terrible CGI blood in this movie. Really? Like, really bad. I was shocked in some of the movies, like, how bad the CGI was. It's like they were, like, going to go back and edit it again, but they just never just forgot or something. Interesting. Some of it's, like, distractingly bad. But What's like, their last movie with a lot of violence in it? Because last, their last few movies I don't think have been super violent. I mean, you have... They, had, they did... True s- Grit. Little, I mean, s- I mean uh, the Caesar movie. Hail Caesar, I don't know. I've yeah, I don't think there's any violence in that, though. What we have, like, Burn After Reading has the the Brad Pitt scene. Yeah. Which is kind of one of those more shocking, like, oh, crap. But it's not a violent movie. It's not a violent movie, so it's what? True Grit? No Country for Old Men. Yeah, yeah, those two. Um, yeah, that was the only really problem I had with it. I think it's definitely a movie that you need to, like, dwell on after you see it. Because when you're watching it, you're kind of like, um, you're just kind of like, oh, this movie's over. Next movie, watch it. See what happens. Next movie's over. Go mm-hmm. watch the next one. I was planning on when I first saw it, when I first sat down to watch it, like, oh, let's watch, like, the first three or something. I ended up watching all, the whole thing, all two hours and 13 minutes of it, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is like, which is uh, a positive for the movie. I was very hooked into it. Um, and then I think that I've grown to love it more as I've had time to let it stew over, and that's, like, that's another great compliment for the movie is that it's had a long-lasting impact on me, even though I didn't think it would. When I saw it, I was like, oh, it's a solid, like, 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Now more, I'm getting closer to, like, a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Um, and it's getting higher up my list of favorite movies of the year. Not that this, this year's been that great for movies, but yeah. this, I think this movie would have stood with like the best of twenty 
17, which was a stacked year for movies. That's impressive. Yeah. So, real quick, uh, this movie is available to stream on Netflix, yes. right? So it is one you can check out. I think everyone and their mother has a Netflix subscription yeah. now. Uh, so, real quick, uh, then you'll talk about your next movie you saw, and then we'll talk about a movie we both saw. Um, how does it hold up? Because Coen Brothers are... Their directing style is similar in a lot of aspects, but they also each kind of film it kind of varies slightly. How is this one? How is their directing in this one, considering there are six different stories? I'd say it changes. Changes? Um, between each story. Um, they definitely have, like, their Clint Eastwood influence, like, on their sleeve um, in some of them. And um, they're very good at... Because, like, some some, uh, some of the short stories are very, like, secluded. They're very, like, isolated in, like, a house mm-hmm. or in a carriage. And some are, like, wide, sprawling fields. Okay. Definitely good contrast in what you're watching. So you feel like you're always watching something different. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, in, like, the realm of the universe they've created, which is, um, you know, a feat in itself. Um, the Coen Brothers, like, are interesting because, like, they have distinct writing style. Mm-hmm. And they have a distinct, like, directing style. But it's never really consistent. Like, No Country for Old Ben. Like, it feels like Fargo, but also doesn't, doesn't feel like Fargo. Yeah. Well, like, Fargo's unique. Yeah. Fargo's um, really unique. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of other... Oh, like, The Big Lebowski. Like, they all, like, kind of, ha- like, are kind of, like, irreverent in ways, like, kind of quirky writing. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, some of them handle the more serious elements with more, like, weight. Like, No Country for All Men Wars and, like, mm-hmm. Big Lebowski. Like, the dude's, like, not taking anything seriously. <laughs> and it's, like, it's not supposed to be taken seriously. Um... This movie definitely doesn't take violence particularly seriously. Mm-hmm. And most, actually, that's not really true. Um, it 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 just changes between each each movie. It's it's weird. Like I, it's each movie is so different yet so similar in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs um, anthology. All right, well, because we're at ten minutes already. Wow. Uh, do you recommend this movie? Absolutely. Um, I recommend. Um, this is definitely like a fine wine. <laughs> uh, sit by the fire and watch a movie. This is this okay. is a movie you need to pay attention to. All this right. is a movie you need to think about. Not like think like plot wise. You need to be keeping up the plot, but you need to like just let the movie, just let the atmosphere soak in. Because there's a lot of there's there's a lot of scenes where there's not a lot of dialogue going on. It's very like taking the atmosphere, um, which I appreciated. Um, and I think that if you give this movie like the time to think about both during and after it, you will learn to love it like I did. All right, now. Your second movie, and we'll keep this one brief because I feel like you don't have a lot to talk about. What movie did you see? I saw Robin Hood. What does what Robin, Robin, Robin have in Rotten Tomatoes? I think we're bordering on low... Like 13%, uh, I think, I think last it, time I checked. It might be even lower. Last time I checked a few days ago, it was at 11. So why don't you start talking about that movie, and I will let you know. <laughs> Robin Hood is a movie. <laughs> um, very much in the vein of King Arthur and the Sword of Heaven, or whatever, or whatever the movie was called. Uh, last year, um, no, two years ago, it was Robin Hood was King Arthur last year. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah, um, this movie is better than King Arthur from last year, but this movie is still not particularly good. It has um, the Eggsy character from Kingsman playing Robin Hood in, in this movie. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Wow, yeah. and it also has Jimmy Fox in it playing Jamie Pastor Fox. John, Jamie but he's Fox um, Jamie Fox. he's like a uh, Muslim soldier during the crusade. Um, is this movie set in modern times? I have no clue. Is I don't it, know either. <laughs> does it not make it clear? Because the trailer kind of looks like it's sort of set <laughs> in modern times, but it kind of doesn't. It looks like a hybrid of modern times in that like medieval era. Um. So when they're fighting in the Crusades, it looks like um, Operation Desert Fox, 
like a time is it wait is that what the operation was called desert fox for desert storm desert storm yeah desert storm operation i know history that's your first sona desert fox (laughs) 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 all right i'm sorry okay you I'm not a furry. Uh, Despite how much Tyler wants me to join his little uh, <laughs> clan. I'll get you. Um, I'll get you eventually. Yeah. Um, Robin Hood is, it's like, it's not bad. It's fluff. That's all it is. It's just, it's just, it has characters. Characters have motivations. They carry out their motivations. It happens the exact way. You expect everything <laughs> to happen. And then it's entertaining and some of the fight scenes are kind of cool. And then it ends, and you thought you forgot then, about yeah, it. Yeah, then it ends, and I forgot about it. And I watched the Celtics. And I watched the Celtics lose, um, and I was and, sad. Yeah, and then you didn't forget um, about that. Yeah, Celtics suck. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a six or a five out of ten. It's like it just doesn't do anything. Um, Eggsy is fine. You Taron Edgerton. Taron Edgerton is fine. Um, he has like he has like um, a monologue in the beginning. It's very much like akin to like the Tom Hardy monologue in the Venom trailer, where it's just like all his exposition. He's like he's like. Like you may have heard the story before, <laughs> but this time it happens differently. Except it doesn't happen differently. It all happens the exact same way as every <laughs> Robin Hood story ever. I do like I like the like the art design in it. I kind of like like the fusion of of like modern like uh, modern European fashion, like high fashion with like medieval yeah. fashion. But some people look like they're just like dudes on the street, like you see today. Yeah. And then some look like they're from like the 1500s, 1400s. I really want, this movie is intriguing me so much. Yeah. And like eggs, like, I mean, Eternation is decent. It has Nurse Elkins from the Nick in it. So like, I went, that gave me like, that definitely bumped it up like a point. <laughs> oh, did you know George R. Martin watches the Nick? No wonder he doesn't get anything done. Well, the Nick, came, well, Nick was canceled two years ago, was... but um, I was watching an interview with um, – he just came out recently because he's, he's promoting his uh, recent um, scam. We don't need to fire, talk about George R. Martin. Blood. No, it's, it's not – we're talking about George R. Martin. It's, he's promoting his recent scam, Fire and Blood, and, like, the guy who's interviewing him is another writer, but he also acted in an episode of The Nick, and, he, mm-hmm. and then he's like – the guy was like, yeah, I've done, like, a lot of shows, and George R. Martin's like, you died on The Nick as well. <laughs> and I was like, oh, George, George Martin watches The Nick. Um did then, you become then, complete at that moment? Yeah, then I realized that he is my spirit animal. Um, he's my fat, persona. Fat. <laughs> George R. Martin's your persona. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the Robin Hood is a movie that you're gonna forget about within a few minutes of seeing it. It has it has decent fight scenes, I guess. Is it like Hurricane Heist? Is it this year's Hurricane Heist? Do we Hurricane? No, Heist Hurricane, on... Hurricane Heist is more originality. <laughs> Hurricane Heist, like, cause like. Yeah, like in Robin Hood, it happens like everything happens the exact same way you think it's gonna happen. Ben Mendelsohn's great; he's fantastic in it. He's fantastic. Yeah, at he, like yeah. he's the only one who tries. There's this really great scene where um, Robin Hood is um, is like attacking like some like some sort of like like coin counting storeroom vault or something. And, like all these fat dudes are there, and like he's hiding like underneath like a horse carriage, and then like he makes a noise, and like one of the guys is like looks down, and he sees him, and he's like he's like help, Robin Hood's here, he's gonna steal my money, and then all the cards come in, and he uses the fat guy as a shield. <laughs> the fat guy eats like ten arrows into his stomach, dies slowly, and, t- and doesn't ca- Robin Hood Robin Hood doesn't care at all. Did you laugh? Yeah, he just doesn't do that. Like he's like help me, help me, Robin Hood's here, and then. He- <laughs> He gets used to Yeah. And he just gets murdered. Cause of, cause of Robin Hood. <laughs> I wanna watch this movie now. I'm gonna see this movie at some point. It's I like, promise. It's, it's just like it's it's not it's under two hours. It's like Do you it, know how much it made in its opening weekend how much worldwide? Did it make? 
What do you think its budget was? It was probably like fifty million. It's hundred million. It was hundred million. <laughs> do you know how much it made worldwide? How it's much? Eighteen million. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Robin who took my money. If it was all the Nick fans. <laughs> Not this year. All right. So do you recommend Robin? Um. <laughs> Hmm. Been t- you've been talking about these two movies for almost 17 minutes. I would say yes. What if Robin Hood interests you? <laughs> why not? <laughs> go take it. Go have it take your money and the murder pe- you. The prop design people tried really hard in this movie, and that's about it. <laughs> what a great movie! It, it's like it's just fine. It's harmless, and you know you can watch it and you can say, "Wow, that was okay." It's gonna be number ten. It's in your not list like this year. Own, it's not its own. <laughs> yeah, this year maybe. Um, it's up its own. It's not up its own butt like um, was well, like like King Arthur. Um, King Arthur wasn't up its own. Yeah, butt. It, was, it was by that guy, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it was, it was by like, that guy, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, um, who's like who's like the most pretentious bad director. <laughs> no, he's not. Have you seen Agent Agent Uncle? Yes, Mel Man of Uncle. It's so pretentious. No, uh, Are you kidding? Man, me? man from Uncle. Yeah. Man is Uncle. Something. Agent from Uncle. It's not Agent from Uncle. Man from Uncle, call from Uncle. Man of Uncle. Man, it's the I love Man from Uncle. <laughs> There's like, yo, you love Henry Cavill. No, <laughs> and Army Hammer. Yeah, and, and Army, Army's Hammer. And Army's Hammer. <laughs> um, what is it, Man? Man from Uncle, yeah. That's what I said. You said Agent from Uncle. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's all, it's like, freaking... I love Alicia Vikander. She's in that movie. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely not as much <laughs> Army's Hammer and Henry Cavill, um, but Army's Hammer. <laughs> Um, yeah, like Guy Ritchie hasn't directed a good movie since Sherlock Holmes, Game of Shadows. Both this movie, both um, oh, damn it, you're right. both Man from Uncle and and King King Arthur are just overly pretentious and really simplistic, and just not deserving of all the style that like that this guy has put over it. You're telling me you didn't like the video game fight at the end of King Arthur? Or you mean when it's like clearly CGI him like 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 you're telling me no Guy Ritchie has this absurd style but he has the most realistic scene in any movie ever when Charlie Hunnam's screaming (laughs) when when Merlin pulls pulls him under the mud he says ah (laughs) Uh, or like when the horse just falls like when (laughs) um, but yeah Robin Hood's harmless um, if you're like older and you like medieval (laughs) movies you'll probably moderately enjoy it. If you're not into medieval movies, you won't like it. If you like Taron Egerton, you might like it. Is he shirtless in this movie? No. Yes. Katie... Oh, oh, Jimmy Fox is shirtless in it, though. Okay, good. Because uh, Katie wants to see him shirtless, and oh. I, I, I really hope he wasn't. There's a scene where Jimmy Fox, because he gets his hand cut off in the beginning. Oh, spoilers. In the beginning. Uh, and then there's a scene where he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, um, crafting, smithing like a new arm, mm-hmm. and then they, they puts it in the water to like decompress, to like I can't, I can smelt it or whatever, and then to cool when, it, to cool it. Um, the smelting I think warms it up or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like instead of like waiting for it to cool the way, he like sticks his, he sticks his stump arm into the thing, like as it's cooling, he goes ah, <laughs> it's like why did wait for it to cool? Give it like three hours and you'll be good. Yeah. Whatever, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox is like what? Jamie Fox has two good movies since 2010. No, uh, he had, uh, but what's it called? Django. Django and uh, Baby Driver. Yeah. But I also I saw Sleepless. Are you him. saying Annie wasn't a good movie? I forgot about that movie. I haven't seen it. I uh, I actually saw Sleepless. I've never Sleepless heard of it. isn't a bad movie. Sleepless, never even heard of it. <laughs> he plays like he plays like a dirty, not a dirty cop. He plays a cop 
who is pretending to be dirty. T.I.'s in it. Oh, my God. T.I.'s in it, and he gets murdered. I think I've heard of this movie now that you're talking and about it. And he's like, i got to get my son back. And he fights, like, these people in one club, and he just kind of kicks butt, and it's kind of fun. Okay. So <laughs> we're 20 minutes into it now. We haven't talked about the main movie. Okay. Matt, we saw Creed 2. I've done all the talking, so you can take over for okay. a while. Okay, so a little backstory: You've seen Creed once since it came out. We you, saw it together. We saw it together. Uh, you really liked it. Uh, I have seen it maybe five, six, seven times since it's come out. It's I. It's getting up there is honestly one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen. Uh, I there's some there's some charm about the movie. So I was going in with high high expectations and. Creed Two is not bad. It's a good movie. I wouldn't say it's it's nowhere near as good as the first one, and it's not a it's not a a mediocre movie in any regards. It's a pretty good movie, and I, I you can't go wrong seeing this movie in theaters. I um I'll just start off by saying Ryan Coogler is sorely missed. Yes. Uh, in this movie, uh, you can tell. I actually watched the boxing scenes for Creed before or yesterday just to to see what it was like, and the scenes from Creed have this professional feel to them that you feel like you're actually watching a boxing movie. Yeah, it feels like you're watching an HBO or something. Yeah, and that yeah. that really adds to the appeal of the movie. This one feels like it's a movie boxing scene. And as still as good as they are, they're just not as engaging. And I, I think that's a big fault with the movie is it never reaches that level of engagement that the first one does. And I think that's due to the directing. I think that's solely due to the directing. Steven Cable, I think is his name, um, he does a decent job. He doesn't do a bad job, but he does. He he lacks the tact that uh, Ryan Coogler possesses when trying to craft an emotional scene. And uh, the music's a massive step down. Um, I would say so. The directing and the music are probably the two biggest things for me that really kind of. I'm hesitant to like say the word kind of like crap the bed, but they're just they're kind of a disappointment. But other than that, I mean, I think the movie's at its best when they're humanizing Drago and his son. The yes. movie did a fantastic job doing that. I was, like, honestly, like, I was kind of rooting for Drago during the to- last fight. Towards the end, there's, like, a weird, he like— needed, like, he needed— Yeah. This fight. Like, yeah. They, they, do all, they do all they can to set up that this, that, that, that this is Victor Drago's life. Mm-hmm. He has nothing, nothing else other than this. It, it's, a, it's a really— it's a it's a weird like kind of like dichotomy they set up because like there's this real like the best moment in the whole movie we were talking about this yesterday for me at least the best moment in the whole movie was just when right before the fight Drago Victor Drago looks out and he sees all the he's finally been accepted by Russia again mm-hmm. he sees all the fans cheering for him mm-hmm. and it's like there's a little piano music playing very subtle the, the actor who did it was phenomenal apparently first time actor first time actor me. yeah um best that was my favorite scene I was like I was totally on board with this character yeah I would say though the I mean, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Russian culture, but the whole, like, we, we're not accepted because we lost it feels really outdated. It feels yeah. like it's from the 80s. And then, and then like, oh, he starts winning, so now, like, the, the Russian, like, the Russian have a giant dinner for him. Yeah. It's, I was, like, I was so confused. Like, are they, is this, like, the president? Like, who is re- he with? It's, I think it's just, like, high diplomats or, like, really, like, respected individuals. The movie's really sappy. Yes. Okay. I want to talk about this. Okay. Um, you said you like the character moments more in this movie. I think want... I think I think there are better overall character moments. I I think it's definitely headlined by the Drago 
Victor stuff. Yes. But I, I also just enjoyed the uh, we will. I mean, we're gonna we'll probably spoil this. Just spoilers ahead. Uh, I I I en- really enjoyed the family stuff. Like uh, like his like uh, the acceptance that his daughter's d- uh, deaf. Like kind of like dealing with that. I, I kind of I really enjoyed the. Uh, I forgot she was deaf. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed. I think the Rocky one story. I think the I really liked Rocky's storyline at this. He's just kind of alone. He's just kind of a sad old man in the movie, and I, I kind of like because that that you know what this does. This neatly wraps up his story in a bow because you know we're gonna do in Creed three. They're gonna kill Rocky. They're gonna kill Rocky. I mean, how else? Where else are they gonna get that emotional yeah. like gumption from? No, they're, they're. I mean, they neatly like at the end of the movie. He, he. Uh, what's the what's the word? He re. Uh, he just gets back in touch with the son. What's the what's the word? Re something. He retouches. He uh, reconnects. God of stupid. Hey, English man. Um, he reconnects with his son, who's a strange, and he's not alone anymore. And now he's a happy old man. And they neatly tat- write it up in a bow. Um, I kind of, I just like the family stuff. I like the um, the whole we kind of have to fight him because it's his father's legacy. It's just, I, I thought it was a little bit more touching. Like the first one, it's coming to an in as his own as a fighter, and this one's kind of cementing like his legacy and why he wants to fight. Because one gripe I had with the movie immediately, which was further, uh, which kind of went away was he wins the title belt in the first five minutes of the movie. And I'm like, there's no build-up to this. Like, it doesn't feel anything. But it's later touched on that, like, he doesn't feel anything for it either. He's like, I don't really get anything out of being the champ. Like, he's like, nothing feels like... He's like, it just doesn't... It doesn't resonate. And I'm like, oh, that's... You know, that was well done. That adds... That adds a little bit to the beginning of the movie. And I just overall thought the character elements were a little done. Albeit, they were really sappy. They were... There was... They were... They were played straight... And they were sappy, and there's no going around that. So. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not heartless. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not completely hundred percent cynical. I, I found the, the like the the outside the boxing stuff, mm-hmm. the relationship stuff to be like really um, generic. Like it was just like, oh, he's propo- he's married nervous because he's proposing to wife. Oh, What's your name? Carrie. Something. Oh, Damn it! All right, you, you keep talking. He's, he's nervous because he pro- he's proposing for his wife. He's mm-hmm. nervous because he's gonna have a kid. Oh, he look at shenanigans. Oh, he's raised. He's with the kid by himself. The wife's on home. Shenanigans ensues. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Things like that. Um, Bianca. Bianca. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What'd you say, Carrie? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say anything. I but yeah, but at least it wasn't Carrie. Well, at least I said something. <laughs> um, let me lose my train of thought. Um, just very, very formulaic very um like one-dimensional like what's the easiest way we can get the audience to relate to the characters to be engaged um what props to are you gonna be on your phone or are you gonna listen look to look at me when i'm talking i was looking up uh, the florian dude the victor drago okay, we'll put your phone away okay, we'll, we'll okay. keep talking i was yeah. listening because you know i'll pay attention to you when you talk you look above so me you don't like making eye contact i, want, I just want you know, you know what can we please go back to talking about the best movie of year, Creed um so creed one Props to Creed One because um, I found like the characters to be to be very original. Mm-hmm. Um, Creed, what isn't he just like he's just like, like some like dude, like he's just, like some worker guy. He's just like he comes from a rich family and yeah. he just boxes on the side. Yeah, boxes on the side. Um, and I found the relationship between Rocky and Creed in the first one to be very unique because they both kind of like rely on each other mm-hmm. for 
sit for help because Rocky is, has cancer and Rock and Creed won, mm-hmm. and um, he's getting support from Creed. And he's also giving support to Creed, helping him with his boxing career. So you get to see them grow together. You get to see them both overcome obstacles together. Masterpiece of a movie. This really isn't ha- like Rocky's Rocky's storyline. This is who's gonna fix the layout side of his <laughs> outside of his, out of his yeah, I don't get it. He's he's his face is on the World Boxing Championship belt, yeah. and he lives in this crappy apartment next to a train in Philadelphia. Yeah, he should he he should have money. Yeah. It just doesn't make, it doesn't make All joking sense. aside though, like I know like the his main story is him reconnecting with his son and grandson. Yeah. There's no immediacy to that. Like with like I have cancer, I might die from this. There's immediacy. Yeah. There's stakes in it. There's there's reason to care. There's reason to like be concerned because it could it any any scene could be like, Oh crap, this is his last scene or mm-hmm. whatever. When he's trying to reconnect with his son, like he, even Creed says, "You can do that whenever you want." Like, who cares? It's not doesn't. Just, like, oh, he does say that. Yeah, he says that in the movie. He says, we, "He's he, like, why aren't you calling? You can go yeah, call so you, right you now." Yeah, he literally do whatever you want, and do, like, <laughs> like totally undermining the whole plot, his whole subplot. Like with the that cancer thing, with the cancer thing, there's no escaping it. Yeah. It's always there. It's always gonna be a huge obstacle. And you know, you felt Creed, you felt Creed's desire to push Rocky along. You felt Rocky's desire to fight through it, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful, um, in many ways. Here, you don't really get. Because Rocky's life isn't really, because there's no like immediacy to Rocky's plan, Rocky's plot. You don't really feel the relationship between them. Oh, they're kind of like on the outs because Rocky didn't want to didn't want to see him get crap beat kicked out of him and maybe die. Yeah. Boo hoo. Like I kind of felt like I feel like Creed had, like had no reason to really be mad at Rocky. Because well, that, well, that I feel like was a uh, effect of Rocky uh, Creed one existing because he had had his back through so much that now. The movie takes place like I, I honestly think like a few months after, not a few months, probably like a year yeah, after the probably, first yeah. one. Because I think he has, because now started the movie, Creed fights for the championship. He's the number one contender, and which means at the end of the first one, he's now a serious fighter in the heavyweight division. Because they make it, they make sure to go. He's a heavyweight, um, because when you fight up against a dude who's six four, two hundred thirty pounds, you yep. have to have some semblance of a weight class. Um, Would you agree with me though, with my? Critique that, of the Rocky plot. The Rocky, uh, I mean, I I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed the sappiness, and this is that's you're, just, just, you're just you're just a sappy guy. I'm just a sappy just guy. Sappy. Yeah. You just want to sit, sit down, you know, watch some La La Land. I have a have a tub of ice cream out. You want giant know, spoon? Have you ever heard of the movie About Time? Isn't that like isn't that like it's like a, a Nicholas Sparks? Something? No, no, no. It's a romantic comedy about a dude who had in his line of family. The male line of family, he can go into a dark closet and travel back in time to any point of his doesn't, life. Doesn't have like one of those Dom like, Hall Gleason, yeah, and Rachel uh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. I've seen that movie probably four or five times. It is one of those just feel good movies for me, and it's really sappy, and it gets me every time. So yes, I'm just a sappy dude. I I really enjoyed when he's proposing, and I really enjoyed when he's having the kid, and he's he's like, oh, what do I do? Shenanigans. I was having fun with that because it's it's cliche. But it's one of those good cliches. Just want to munch popcorn, turn the brain off, Maybe. and then, then go to Walmart after. <laughs> Why Walmart? I'm a Target kind of guy. You're an Applebee's kind of guy. <laughs> Applebee's has quality crap food. So I has quality. They they have quality microwaves. <laughs> they really heat up that food. Yeah. Uh, so what else? I mean, well, we should talk about the music. Uh, in the first Creed. There's like, because everyone knows the Rocky, dun, 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 yeah, that kind of music. 
that everyone knows that iconic music. So in the first grade, they're like, well, what do you do? Well, they embrace kind of like that the culture. They have this loud, loud kind of like rap music, and it's, it's exciting, and it's engaging, and they use the Rocky music in the best theater moment I've ever had. That that part. And he stands up, and it's the Rocky theme, and, it, and, it, and then it uh, evolves into— But you should mention it's like three seconds of the Rocky it's theme. It's three seconds. Yeah. Maybe not even that. Probably less, yeah, honestly. It's— uh, it's. I think it. I think it genuinely probably is like three seconds. But then it transitions into a rap song that are like a like kind of like a more modern beat as the final round happens. And this one, I think they just use the Rocky theme. No, they times. they fluctuate. Think it was fluctuated between the Rocky theme and going the distance, like the dun 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 dun. dun, dun. You know the other Rocky, the other iconic oh, yeah, Rocky they, song. They use that once. No, they're using it. They do, they go between. They go dun 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 dun, dun and mm. they go dun 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 dun, dun, dun. like. They Did go they? back, yeah. They kept I was going back and just, forth. I was honestly just like, "Oh, that's the Rocky theme." Okay. No, because like they're two different songs, but they're they're going back and forth between the two. Um, oh, okay. You know, I think I know what you're talking about. I think that was the, because that was they used that. I think they did that twice in the training montage. And then in the final round. Yeah. Or the final fight. Um, but there's like... There's no subtlety. There's no subtlety. And there's no like build up. Because the Rocky theme is so iconic that it's just... You play it at the best moment. You get the swell of emotion. And this one, they're just... They just kind of play it. And they do play it at key moments. But there's no emotion to like, it. Like I was emotionally invested at the time. But like it hasn't lasted. Like that, that created final fight scene and mm-hmm. the first Creed final fight scene has still lasted with me that feeling I felt the first oh, time yeah. I saw it like I mean I was into it in Creed 2 the final fight but has not lasted with me because it felt so artificial mm-hmm. and so easy that's like the problem with this movie is that it's easy in my opinion oh, it's, it's, just, safe. it's like safe get the get the easy um, get the easy subplot stuff the oh shenanigans I, I have a kid I don't know what to do mm-hmm. oh I'm nervous I'm gonna propose to my wife blah 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 things we've seen a million times that's, um, yeah, that's right. and then oh fight scene gotta play the Rocky song so people get emotionally invested that's a Rocky movie um, that's a really good word to describe this movie is safe yeah like the like the the plot line's pretty whereas Creed 1 was not safe Creed 1 is not safe Creed 1 is original and it's it's fun it deals with real like human like mortality yeah this one is, I think that's a really good word to describe it. It's a safe movie. It has a predictable plot. Like, the like, you know what's going to happen because the fight between him and the Drago happens 30 minutes into the movie. And you're like, okay, he's either going to get the crap kicked out of him or something's going to happen where he gets so hurt that he has to recover and it's the champion's buildup. Or he, he just loses all confidence and it has to be the champion's buildup. It happens exactly like that. And then the end, I lean to you at the end of the movie. And I go, "This is." I was gonna go. Drago's gonna throw in the flag. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened because there's no subtlety. They mentioned that I should have thrown in the towel. I should. Have, I think they mentioned it maybe ten times in that movie. And I go, they mentioned it so many times in dialogue. Every single conversation about this is I should have thrown in the towel. I should have thrown in the towel. What are you doing? I should have thrown in the towel. Or whatever. Um, I was like, they're going to throw in the towel. Something's going to bring back to that where someone should have done it and it's going to be a character moment. I don't know if it's going to be Rocky or I don't know if it's going to be whatever. It was going to be Drago. It turned out to be Drago, but yeah, this movie's very safe. And but the thing is, though, it's a good safe. Like, you're not going to— It's a good movie. Like, we've been bashing on it. We've been bashing it. Michael Jordan's fantastic. Every I think the performances all around are really good. I think the weakest part is honestly Tessa Thompson. What did you What did you think of her singing his entrance song? I thought it was cheesy. I thought it yeah. was overly cheesy. I thought she should be more like because she was so worried throughout the entire movie about him, and especially since this was coming back. I mean, he he. The result of the first fight, Creed ended up with an orbital fracture and a ruptured kidney from the first fight, 
And as his wife now, who has their kid. Who's deaf and she's losing her hearing. She's losing her hearing. She walks out and she's singing and you're like, by the way, those entrances, except for like the subtlety and the kind of like the, like the, uh, the acceptance of Rush accepting him. The entrance scenes in Rocky 1, I still remember the wish. Rocky 1 or Creed 1? Creed 1, sorry. Tell me to waste my time. And then he blows the. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that's awesome. doesn't happen in this movie. It just I still thought really... those were fun. I thought the entrances were fun in this movie, though. You thought, I just thought it was like, you should kind of be on the sideline, like, going like, ah, oh, this, like, I don't want him to fight. Yeah. I'm nervous. Except coming out, like, singing this kind of, like, kind of crappy rap, rap song. I yeah. Don't know. Like, like in Creed 1, the worst part of the movie is her, her music. <laughs> yeah. They have that one scene at the club, and you're like, you're not a good musician. Yeah, it's like this is like this is like you're 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 because like because your your husband's a famous boxer. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're selling out these these yeah. places. Oh man, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just the movie's a good safe. You you're not gonna walk out not liking this movie. Yeah, I can't, I didn't feel like I wasted money. No, I I just we we both had really high expectations for this movie because we both really love yeah the first one. And it's a little disappointing to see how safe it played. Yeah. I, I mean, Michael B. Jordan is fantastic. I mean, what's the worst movie you think he's done? Fantastic. Fantastic. That or, um, do you know he made Oh, a... he was in that terrible Fahrenheit 451. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about, he did a romantic comedy with, like, Miles Teller and Zac Efron. Oh. Oh, what was that movie What the called? hell was that called? <sighs> I watched that. It's terrible. Really? It's really bad. It's like Mike and Dave kind of movie no mike and dave need wedding dates i watched that too that's no really but is bad. it is it that kind of movie like it's it's not as absurd it's okay. not as slapstick um hold on uh let's let's look at it yeah fan four stick is really bad um let's see it came out that awkward moment oh yeah him miles teller zach efron imujin poots <laughs> yeah i remember this movie that, that's an image from it. It's Michael B. Jordan shirtless. Yeah, I'm sure you have quite a few pictures of those on your phone. Nope, I don't have any. So, <laughs> so any any other final like final comments? It's yeah, I have one final comment. I need to look up. I'm looking at my final comment right now. So you can, if you want to say something. I, I just want to say that that uh, that first actor, Florian, dude. Um, by the way, Dol- Dolph Rundgren's really good. Oh, he speaks better English than Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> they they have one scene. And the movie where Rocky and Drago kind of talk. Yeah. And they both sound like foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, Dolph Lundgren is a foreigner. Dolph Lundgren is a foreigner, but yeah, there was that. But the Florian guy, Victor Drago, he plays kind of like just like just confused kid yeah. a lot of the movie. He's just really like wide-eyed, but it's just it's, – it's a little humorous considering he's 6'4", 6'5", 230-something pounds. He's a monster. So, All right. My final comment is that Michael B. Jordan – and the his other trainer, like the trainer who helps him during the first the yeah. first fight with Victor Drago, they're both on the show called The Wire, and so this is a spoiler for season one of The Wire. Okay. Because because Michael B. Jordan's ailing in season one. Because he like, dies. Yeah, because he's like fourteen or something. Yeah. He's like a little kid, and he's like he's his name is Wallace, and then basically in season one he um he leaves um West Side, Baltimore, to West Side. Wait, uh, West Philadelphia, born you know. Never seen Fresh Prince? Well, this is Baltimore. Baltimore and Philadelphia are different places. Are they, though? Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia is in Pennsylvania. Baltimore is in Maryland. States are just arbitrary. Yeah. Just kidding. Okay. So, so what is your life? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are your points? So, and then, then the uh, the trainer is, like, is like the boss. Is like, like the, he's, like, the head of, like, the whole, um, like, um, 
the heroin trade. Yeah. And and like he's like the he's like the top bad guy as far as I know season one. And so Michael B. Jordan ditches them, ditches, uh-huh. and then he goes to move because he goes talks to the cops to like so he can live with his grandmother. But then he's like I hate living with my grandmother. He goes back to the to like the to the streets I guess mm-hmm. and in Baltimore and he's he's with his he with, with his friends again. And then the drug dealer kingpin guy is like, no, he needs to die because you know he's with the cops, and he might st- he might rat to him. So then, so then, like one of the friends has to kill Wallace, and it's really sad because he's like he's like little Michael Jordan, and he has little dreadlocks. And is he's that like, what he's you like, think Come of? on, man, don't do it. And they shoot him, and then he's like crying, and they shoot him again. Really? I was like, I was like, watch out, Michael B. Jordan, he's gonna try to kill you. And Creed too. What's wrong with you? Is that all you could think of during the movie? Every scene that they are in, I was like, no, don't do it. He's going to kill Wallace, you. Wallace, look out. He has a family now. Yeah, he's a boxer. He did great <laughs> things. This is a different show. Yeah. Don't kill him. I'm glad you look. Why'd you have to look that up? I just, I was trying to remember what the, um, what his name was. And Wallace. Wallace. Got it. Well, Michael B. Jordan, if you ever listen to this, feel free to come on the podcast. We can yeah, discuss, like, yeah. we can discuss, um, what's it called? We can discuss Creed 3. And what we look forward, and we can just basically gawk over Creed. Because <laughs> well, all... you can. Well, I can. Well, you, you can gawk at him while he <laughs> gawks yeah. over Creed. He's like, you're drooling. He's like, he talks to you. He's like, your friend is just, he's just a puddle. <laughs> I, I should be clear that I, I am not gay. <laughs> I, I could just, you know, I can gawk over. Are, you're, are your fingers joke. crossed? <laughs> no. Look, they're standing up. Their, their arms are raised. You can see them. My toes are crossed. Yeah. I can. I can just appreciate. They have one scene in that movie where they play the the either it was either going the distance or the Rocky theme while they're just on his body. So so okay. So when I make a joke and then you go, I'm not gay, and then you go and talk about his body, <laughs> you're not really doing yourself any favors. I'm not doing myself any favors at all. All right. So, now that there's a problem with it, it just <laughs> when you deny it and then you immediately contradict it. I just wanted. To I was point making that out. an observation about the movie. <laughs> yeah, you're making an observation about something. <laughs> All right, Matt. Do you recommend to see? Do you recommend seeing Creed two? Yes. I also recommend it. So, Matt, what else? What other movies are coming out that we are going to try? Favorite. To see? Favorite. We probably won't get a chance to see. What else is coming out? The, the, the Mary Queen of Scots. Uh, Roma. Roma. That Alfonso Cuarón movie. It's coming out on Netflix. Y tu mamá también. This is, yeah, that's one of his first movies. I haven't right? seen that movie. Neither have I. Well, shut up. Um. <laughs> I mean, I guess next week, if we don't get a chance to see any of the movies, uh, well, because nothing's coming out in the, like, the movie that's coming out in the 7th is Mary Queen of Scots. Mary Queen of Scots. And then after that is, uh, Aquaman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell tell him, tell the story about when we were watching the Aquaman trailer during the Creed movie. So I think we've both seen the Aquaman trailer only in theaters. I've only seen it in theaters, and I don't think about it ever. Once that trailer ends, it's out of my mind. So that trailer comes on, but it's not the moment when you see Jason Momoa. So we're like, this looks familiar. And we're like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. You're like, is it Mermaid Man? Yeah, so it's like, like, Mermaid Man? No, that's not right. But the thing is, you were 100% serious. Yeah, I was when I said Mermaid Man. And it was like, oh, it's Aquaman. Yeah, I said Aquaman. You said Aquaman. Whatever. I didn't think of it. Well, you said Mermaid Man, so I don't think you – I think you kind of – think about Michael, I, Jordan, Michael Jordan's body. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. Did you know Tyler has a poster in his room of Tom Cruise giving him a thumbs up? <laughs> and then it has a like, little and, quote. And like right direction, like it like for so like it's seen when he sleeps. 
It's the thumbs up pointed to me while I yeah. sleep. It also has a it also has a sticky note that says Man of Steel is my favorite movie. It says uh, you're the best. You're the coolest Tyler. Yeah, it says you're the coolest Tyler Clardy. Uh, yeah. I bought that in public. You did. You bought it because of peer pressure. Too. You did buy peer the, pressure. All the more better. You and Katie peer pressured me. Yeah. Oh my god, I got sabotaged. I once peer pressured you into doing like three shots of uh, coffee or something. Oh, espresso. I thought espresso. you were going to talk about other stuff. I'm going to no. say, Matt, I am not 21. No. Well, espresso. What else would I be referring to? Uh, milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, three shots of uh, caffeine. Oh, my God. We've been espresso. talking for 45 minutes. All right. Well, we, will, we shall be back with the – actually, this episode will probably go up. Okay, so we can we can say that this episode is going to be the – because we have episode Allegedly. Episode one's out. This one's going to be the next one that's out, hopefully. Um, and then we actually have three that we've recorded, which we'll try to get out all at once. So those will come out. Make sure you, make sure you watch Overlord. If you're interested in Overlord, make sure you watch <laughs> that one's, it. That one's a number. That one will be, because this one will be two. Yeah. That means Overlord will be five. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we recorded Overlord before this. Yes. So if you're interested in what we thought about Overlord, check that out. But we also talk about, it's, like— It's probably out of theaters by now, but— yeah, it probably is. Actually, it really might be. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I did not see it when we were at uh, the movie theater. Hold on. We're about to uh, – let me – you know what? I will do a, a Tyler quick check. The new segment. Da, 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 da. Tyler quick check. It's too quick. That, that's the theme song. <laughs> it's too quick. We got to cut it. We got to cut it. Oh my god, it really is out of theaters. Yeah, I, that does not surprise me. What the hell, really? Boyer Raced is in theaters. Instant Family's in theaters. Have you even heard about this movie? Marky Mark is in it. Oh, I've seen the trailer for it. Yeah. And it, Rose, it, Bur- oh, Rose Burns in it. <laughs> the Grinch is still in theater. Front Runner's in theater. I just spit. The Nutcracker's in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming out this weekend? Uh, hold on. <laughs> this is this is the end of the show when we just <laughs> we just we just don't do we anything. Just talk about random things that pop into our head. Oh, we might see. We'll see Green Book. We'll try. To see oh Green yeah, Green Book. Book looks really good. We'll try to see Green Book. Uh, the movies that are coming out to Cinemark, our theater is Cadaver. It looks like it's a it's a French film. No, you know it's not. A, you know what a cadaver is? It's a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> um. I've never heard about that. And then there, it looks like there's an anime film, Mirai. Oh, you'll be you'll be right on top of that one. Right on top of that. I think it's by the director of uh, Wolf Children. I'm seeing it. Okay. Wolf Children, by the way, is a is a fantastic animated film. If you haven't seen it, I bought it on Blu-ray. Spent twenty five dollars on it. And it's collected dust ever since. And it has collected dust ever since. Oh, Blu-rays. I saw. So I was at Target a few days after Black Friday. Yeah. Blade Runner was on sale there for six bucks on Blu-ray. Did you get it? I was very much contemplating buying it, but I couldn't. I, I can't justify buying movies anymore. After I, I asked to trade in like 15 movies, and they said you'd probably get like 30 cents on them. And I went, oh, all right. <laughs> and then I cried myself to sleep a little. <laughs> I spent all this money. It was 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> I go to bed early. Wait, what? This isn't even a movie podcast anymore. What do you want to talk about, Tyler? See, I've been having a lot of schoolwork, Matt. Yeah. And I really, I don't have a bit. I don't have a bit going. Yeah, I can tell that <laughs> you're trying to give a bit. All right, thank you guys for listening. Uh, check out uh, other content on the Collegian. 
But first... Only 20, 20% battery left. Oh my god, your phone must suck. Ugh. But check out our podcast first, our content first. We're the best. Also, we both have movie reviews. We are we've objectively written. the best. We're ob- No, oh yeah, objectively. Yeah. Because um, that is a fact. That is what objective means. That is, uh, uh, yeah. Matt Martella. This, that's Matt Martella. I'm Tyler Cardi. We've also both written reviews for the Collegian. Both of mine are in the newspaper. Both of yours are in the newspaper. Both of mine are not in the newspaper. <laughs> uh, both are right on our website. Um, <laughs> so, both of yours are in the trash. <laughs> they they copied them. Yeah. They printed them out and it just woof. Yeah. Um, then they just killed and yelled them. <laughs> so uh, I'm saying you can still find you can still find the scripts <laughs> in the in the, with the dust bunnies. Uh, you suck. So, go read that stuff. So read uh read our stuff first because we're the best. We have the best content on the website. So we are number one. Do, do, do. What, how's that that meme go? I don't know memes. We're number one. We are the number from that show. What, do you, you're not hip. Yeah, I'm not hip. Wait, you. So we were talking yesterday, and you actually said a hip word. You said low key. Yeah, I did. And I I, I let it go, but it took me, it took me a little bit by surprise. I know. I was like, I say I say low key is like part of my vocabulary now. I hate you. Part of my vernacular. I also I said I said YOLO like a month ago, <laughs> unironically. Like it was like I was like I was like did I just say YOLO? <laughs> oh my god! When was YOLO? Twenty thirteen. YOLO. Say no no. Isolate yourself and copyright strike. Solo. Be careful. You copyright strike on the daily collegiate soup. All right. Thank you guys for listening and goodbye.